Alright, this is unprecedented. We're doing the music show on a Friday night. This is bloody wild. What am I meant to? It's not for a Friday night for you guys. It's a Wednesday night as per usual. Nothing is out of the ordinary for you. You've you've ruined the allure. We had them going. <laughs> had them going for six months. Longer than that. Oh, actually, I don't even know how long we've been doing this for. Well, what? 20, it has been a while. 29 weeks. What are we up to? Episode 24. 24. So what's that? Times... So six, it would be just about six months. Yeah, actually. If each month had four weeks, which we know it doesn't, it has a roundabout. It's that. close enough. Yeah. All, All right. right. <laughs> so let's do our top five albums. Let's get that out of the way. I'll give your honorable mentions first, and then I'll give mine, and then right. we'll, we'll. How do... many honorable mentions did you have? Well, that one I made up in the last episode. You made up. Yeah. <laughs> like I had it, but I didn't write it down. I have three written down. Okay, okay. How many do you have? Two. Okay, go for it, mate. Well, the one you said before, is that is that taken out? Or are you yeah. really saying that one? No, that's that was one of them. Okay. Where the fuck did I write this? So how many are you going to say right now? Three. One. I've oh. got two in total. I've already said one. Oh, say the other one again. So, the lowest on the list is You Can't Sit With Us by Pivot Gang. Oh, I forgot about that. Was that this year? No. Matt, there you go. And then Malibu Ken... By Malibu Ken, who was made up of Aesop Rock and Tobacco. There you go. I have a feeling one of my honourable mentions is on your list because I know you listen to it a lot, and it's an album that I reviewed. Oh no. Um, <laughs> uh, I have Brandon Banks by Maxo Cream, which I reviewed. Uh, Fireworks by Charlie Heat, which I reviewed. Yep. And Ghetto Lenny Love Songs. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Oh, you didn't even put it in. No, I did not. Are you going to have That's to rearrange there, your list? But no, I don't think so. going to keep your list strong? All right. Let's go. We're not doing it in order. So we'll do one for one. So what's what do you got for one? For not, number one? Not, not for number one. Just like we'll go one. Why like, wouldn't we do it in order? I don't understand. I don't know my order yet. Oh, okay, I don't know my order. You do? Yeah. All right, go for it then, mate. Uh, I'll just let's say all of them. All right. Number five. Number five. The Recipe by Villain Park. They're not very well known. Right. When I reviewed it, they didn't have any lyrics online. I don't know about now. Right. But go check them out. They are seriously underrated. They got bars. Right. So, reiterate. The Villain by... Uh, the Recipe by Villain oh, Park. The Recipe by Villain Park. Okay, Shit number four. heavy. Number four is The Iliad is Dead and The Odyssey is Over by Mers and Ninth Wonder. Okay. Only thing I didn't like was... Oh, there was some sort of racist comment that he made towards white people. Oh, I that, I, that I didn't like. I don't remember what it was. But the rest of the album was really, really good. Okay. Number three, Is He Real by IDK. Okay. I, I really like it. I don't know if like, like compositionally it's the best album or anything like that, but just my personal tastes. I really like it when albums have like a strong theme throughout and that sure. was, you know, he, him doubting Christianity. Let him talk. Right. Yeah. What's it called? Let him talk. No. Is he real? Oh, is he real? Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was let him talk. I don't know. But yeah, that I think that's really really cool. Oh. And they stick with one thing. Because I was looking at mine. Oh. <laughs> All right, go for it. Number. What are we up to? Two. Number two. Arizona Baby by Kevin Abstract. There was one song I don't even remember the name of the song, but he remembers sitting in the back of a classroom, and I think people around him were using the the f word, the gay. Oh, homophobic slangs, yeah, word. right. Uh, just like as a bit of a meme, and he's just like, 
like a bit hurt about that, but he right. can't show it because he grew up in was it Texas? Um, I think he or, did grow up in Texas. Somewhere in the south southern part of America, so obviously he can't really express himself in that way because they are a bit um, like sort of stereotypically behind in the times right. and not as accepting of gay people. Drum roll for number one. Are you number- still going? No, I can, but that was a great song. I don't remember the song, but I do remember great it being album. really good. Yeah, earned at number two. No, number one, that no. was number two. Yeah, no, I was saying that one earned at number two. Oh yeah, yeah. Drum roll. I don't. Want number to one test. is the Lost Boy by YBN Corday, the man's first ever album. There you go. Growing up with what fucking Namir and the other cunt, whatever his name is, rubbing off the paint. What the fuck is that? YBN Namir. What was the other guy's name? Oh, YBN Almighty J? Nah, there was one more big one. It was Almighty J, Namir, and there was one other one. I thought there were only three. Maybe you're right, actually. Maybe I'm thinking of Namir. Yeah. But, like, Corday is far more, like, smarter so it, than the other two. officially still YBN? Yeah, YBN or Corday. Or he's just not just Corday anymore? No, it's just YBN Corday. Oh, so he's still a part of the crew. Yeah. Right, okay. And so for his very first album to be as raw as it was, like have a sample of him and his grandma singing together, be as vulnerable as he was. Like mm. that, I, I know that this album by itself isn't the best of the year, but I'm placing it as the best because it shows, like in context, it's the best. It shows what YBN Corday can be. He's like, what, 19 years old or something? And it's I mean, his first yeah. album. Like, that's impressive as fuck, dude. Like, yeah, that, that shows more potential than anything else on the list. So that earns my number one. There you go. I actually have another honorable mention, Die Legend by Apology. Oh, yeah, yeah that was a good one. I'll talk about that in my best of more than likely. But, oh, shit. Top five albums. I'll put them in order because I sort of can. Uh, we've got Anger Management by Rico Nasi and Kenny Beats at number five. That is a gorgeous album. Then we have... African Giant by Burner Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did listen to that one. I liked it. Then we have Bandana by Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. Yep. Let the Sun Talk by Marvi at number two. And number one, no surprises for me, it was Igor by Tyler, the Creator. I gave it a 10 out of 10 when I reviewed it. Yep. You will hear a review again. I think I reviewed every one of these albums except for African Giant. So that'll Yeah, I think so too. That one will get a proper review um, next week. And then the other... Um, four will get like sort of mini reviews and why they won album of the year yeah, okay. as opposed to the content that they hold but yeah great year for albums not as jam-packed as last year I think last year mm. had much um, yeah. more content but the content wasn't any weaker this year yeah I do agree like, with that the, stri- the top of the pile was still on par with the top of the pile last year it was just sort of more in each band sort of thing yeah there so, was more to pick from yeah so, um, look forward to reviewing next week, uh, Anger Management and African Giant. And then you'll be doing... I don't know. It was The villain, the Recipe yep. by Villain and... And The Iliad is Dead and The Odyssey is Over. There you go. So, let's get into our reviews this week. You did... Action Bronson and The Alchemist, Lamb Over Rice. All right. This is like the shortest album I've done in a while. It was like 20 minutes, like only seven songs. Right. Um, and one was not the infected version. Oh, I forgot about that album. <laughs> um, 
So I'll go through like track by track because it's not going to take very long. Project starts out on Dimitri, spelled out D-M-T-R-I. Sure. So play on, you know, play on words for the, the drug. Um, Bronson isn't too bad. He start he does have a few cold lines sort of scattered throughout. Um, like I shoot ninety five percent from the three fr- from the free throw, sixty from the field. Strange sex appeal. The lone gunman muffled the shoddy with an old onion. This is no fun. Never low funds. There you go. Which is that's pretty hard. That's an um, insane stat line. If you shoot ninety five from the free throw, sixty from the field. <laughs> I don't think Mister Bronson is. I don't even but, know. Like Jose Calderon, best free throw shooter in NBA history, shot like ninety seven percent one season. That like, is that is very high. Like for his whole career. It was what like, about sixty from the field? That's still very high. Like sixty from the field, you'd have to be a big man, like low volume big man, like Clint Capella. And I think he's so. high volume short man. I don't know how tall he is, <laughs> but like he's quite high volume. Yeah, you'd only be able to take like seven, eight shots a night, and just be like right in, just dunking it. Like you're not shooting threes, going sixty percent. I can tell you that much. <laughs> um. But he did have a few misses in that song as well. Uh, me, disappear, where? I'm right here, creeping in the cold night's air. To get on my level, take 50 light years. Like, light years is a, a distance, yeah. like a measurement of dis- like kilometers. That's like, to get to my level will take 50 meters. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and that, like maybe up, like that's how high up above. I think that's end. a bit of a stretch. Like I'm on like, or it might take you, it might take you fifty light years of working on your craft to get to where he's at. It might be, but either way you go, I think is a bit of a stretch, and I do think he's just misunderstood what a light year is. Um, but the beat is fucking cold. I will give the Alchemist does shine a lot through this album. Uh, It sounds like something from a game, but it really suits Bronson's. Like sort of voice and style that he raps in, like you know how he sort of, like it's quite raspy but also high pitched. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll play that, like just the, the first sort of bit of it. It does sound like a game soundtrack. So like, the, I don't really know what game it would be. Like a little flash game or something. That's very cool. It was very Italian all throughout the album as well. Like there were a few accordions and whatnot. But yeah, and then later on. It sort of goes a little bit more like 8-bit. And yeah. it's it's really cool. I do like it a lot. God damn, I need another one. I'm putting away, son. Sven was up next. Sven. That word doesn't really work with the Australian like accent, Sven. does it? Sven. Yeah. S-V-E-N. Sven. I think that's a cool name. It is a cool name. Um... That does slap. The Alchemist really killed it here, and so did Bronson. Bronson came out uh, with Throw some acid on your cheek, now your art. Scars over my heart, the part and the sharp. European shark, big engine like a dozen bagels with a stun and stable. Making my rounds at all the number tables. Health is wealth, but wealth by all the fancy belts. Good, it's even easier to hang yourself. That is hard as shit. That goes dummy. That <laughs> bloody does. Um, and he actually introduced me to a supplement in this thing, um, this verse. I believe it was the first verse he mentioned, uh, ginkgo biloba. 
Oh. It's it's meant to improve memory and attention span. So for those of you who don't personally know me, I'm like I'm half right. So like I'm definitely looking into this. Like right. to improve attention span and memory. That's definitely something I need to improve on. So I'm going to be looking into some uh some ginkgo biloba. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that stuff that the guy says on um <laughs> Fuji Fuji 9. Bloody what Bob Mortimer. <laughs> <laughs> Got the Fuji that's, 9 in there. That's a good reference. Um, but yeah, so I'll be looking into that. So thank you for, for that, Mr. Bronson. Uh, but The Alchemist is still definitely the star of this track. And like every now and then, Bronson will come out with something that's actually pretty funny. Like that's sort of, I'm talking more about the general album then, or EP. Um, every now and then, like, yeah, Bronson will come out with something that's actually pretty hard and like quite funny as well. Uh, in Tear Away Shorts, which The Alchemist kills, of course, Bronson comes out with Turn the Wheel Like a New Leaf, which is already dope. I'll Have Your Mother Naked Cooking Stew Beef. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I giggled when I heard that. Um, I think I'm saying this word right. Accoutrements. Accoutrements. Never heard of it. Uh, it it had a really nice break of someone singing. It definitely wasn't Bronson, but it, like it wasn't listed in the features or the vocals, and there weren't enough people commenting on the the genius page to find out who it was. Um, Descendant of the Stars is a little bit more low key on the beat. Uh, I do think Bronson was better on this one than the Alchemist. Um, he had a few funny lines like. I don't give a fuck, I'm just a grown-ass kid, eyes wide shut, I control that whip. I did an interview for GQ while taking a shit. <laughs> That's, I, I'm assuming it was like just typing his answers or something. Like, surely he wasn't filming himself. <laughs> um, and then like later on in the same song, he said, um, I heard Barkley bought a Mazda for a stripper. Yo, what a shitty tipper, That's where we differ. I handed the bees to the beamer to uplift her. That's that's pretty hard. Um, just the way it is it was a little bit more low key on the beat as well. A few sort of like quick piano chords throughout. Bronson was a bit weird on this one. Uh, five closets full of running shoes and I ain't running Duke. My girl jealous because she know that I'm in love with you. Oh. Like my girl jealous because she know that I'm in love with you. Yeah. That's probably talking about another girl, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know who, what you thought it was talking about. <laughs> I thought he was like talking, talking to, to the, me. He <laughs> <laughs> was connecting. To you. <laughs> okay, that makes a lot more. Okay, Bronson's not being weird on that one. Then, do you want another one as well? No, mate, you're right. All right. Um, okay, that's actually a pretty hard line. Then, I know he does like his running shoes. He was like, um, he was one of the first people that actually popped off the Ultra Boost. Did he used to he? wear them. He used to wear them a lot. I know. Um, I think Kanye was the main one. Like people saw him wearing the um the all white ones, right. and then everyone just went mental over him. But like Action Bronson was wearing them like before that as well, and pretty much all the time he's wearing or he was wearing Ultra Boost. I don't know about now. Right. But yeah, um, Arnold and Danny is the closer, Ooh, and it actually Arnold. has the Alchemist rapping. I've never heard the Alchemist rap. Neither have I. He's decent. Like he's okay. He's decent. Yeah. Uh, his voice is really good. He does need to like work on his lyricism a bit more, but he really amped it up on production for this one. Like 
all throughout the album it starts out really strong but after the first couple of songs it sort of drops down a little bit and that's where like bronson shines but like still after like the drop down it was like like at like average producer level right like not alchemist level just average right so it wasn't bad or anything um i feel like action bronson is quite artistic and he mentions quite a lot of niche things right do you think it's niche or niche niche I think so too. A lot of people say niche. I think niche does mean something else. Something similar. I could be wrong about that though. Oh, it might mean something else, but I've heard people say like, oh, that's quite niche, referring to not well known, like niche. Right. But um, anyway, like if you don't know what they are, you won't know what he's talking about. Like I'm, I used to be, and sort of I'm getting back into it now, but I used to be quite heavy into cars. And he mentions a lot of things about like BMWs and stuff that a lot of people that you know don't spend a lot of their time looking at cars wouldn't know about. Right. And he mentions like accoutrements or whatever that is. I think I googled it and I think it's just things you serve main dishes with. Right. Like I, I don't fucking know. He mentions a lot of shit like that. That like it would fly over the head of someone who's not into that specific, you know. World. thing yeah right. world i think is a gr- good way of putting it um well at one point in accoutrements he mentions an opera singer like i had no idea who it was until i googled it i'm like oh okay well, i don't fucking listen to opera um and hearing things like that all the time it can be quite uninteresting because like you can't you don't have any relatability yeah you know you don't know what he's talking about um but the alchemist does help to break up or break that up a lot more. Um, where there's like violin. I don't know if he plays it or he just samples it. Um, and like he, he just has some little artistic touches in the, the breaks of the verses and stuff. Uh, the beats between the songs as well. They did have really good uh, transitions. Um, like the beat will usually fade out. And you'll hear Bronson just talking to like family members or like other people in his crew. Usually about food or like being number one in Belgium. I think Belgium was the country. I could be wrong. Um, and then like while they're talking, the song will start. Or sorry, the song will end. The next one will start. And then it's the exact same conversation. Like it's completely fluid. And then another beat will fade up. Right. And it sounds really cool. I'll, I'll play a little bit. This is going from Sven to uh, Tearaway Shorts. This is the next song. Like, that's very flawless. And now the next song's up. Like, they just have little sort of like, I don't know, skits, I guess, in between. And it does really help it, like, blend together really well. And it does make, like, I know 20 minutes is short already, but it does make it go uh, much quicker. Um, it It was a decent project... Overall, not really my style of production or rapping. I'm sure it will be someone's preferred style. But taking my personal accounts or personal taste into account, as well as the flows, wordplay, production, and overall composition of each individual song and the project as a whole, I'm rating it a 6 out of 10. It's a good album, and if you like either artist in this uh, project, you will like the project. There you go. Six out of ten seems like a fair score. Yeah, to me. it was pretty good. So, what did you 
So I did. What, what, what did you do again? You Netflix told me like 10 minutes ago. And Deal by O3 Greedo and Kenneth Beats. That's right. Kenneth. Um, really weird album at first. On my first listen, on the first three tracks in particular, Traffic, Paid in Full, and Disco Shit, I didn't really like it. Um, I don't know why, but then something changed for me. The, thir- the fourth track, Maria. I think that from Maria all the way down to the end, basically, is really good. And then I went back, listened to the first three songs again, and I really enjoyed them again. So, okay. weird Took album. you a bit of warming up. Like, and it's weird that I just don't even really listen to the music. Like, I just sort of feel the music. Mm. Like, and it just sort of makes me just sort of move around, and I'm just sort of like, I want to re-listen to that again. Like, I'm not in particularly liking the, the lyrics or anything like that. Like, you pick up on nuances when you listen. Yeah. But, um, like, I just sort of feel the music. And I think O3 Grito is really good at that, at sort of, just sort of getting you sort of infected almost. Like, you just sort of... I agree with you're that. You're sort of, like, bobbing along. Yeah. And then the next track comes on, and Kenny Beats does a thing that some people like, some people don't like, um, where all of his songs sound quite similar. Mm. Um, and Kenny Beats can make cr- make a crazy range of... Um, music as if anyone's watched his show on YouTube they'll be able to tell you that that he makes uh, quite an eclectic um, uh, range of beats for all of his artists from Danny Brown to Black to Vince uh, I was about to call him Vince Carter Vince Staples JPEG Mafia JPEG Mafia um, yeah yeah like he makes quite a random assortment but on this he made them all sound quite similar um, and sort of at first, the first three songs, I was like, what am I listening to? I can't really hear much uh, variance, much um, anything really of interest to me. But then when Maria came on, like I was like, okay, this sounds good. And then O3 Greedo, who I reviewed his last album, which was like 10 words long. It was like, never sleep in the summer streets or something like that. Remember that? It was some crazy long... Or Summer Block Party or something like that. I don't remember that at all. I remember reviewing it because he had the song Trap House, Lens, um, a few songs that I actually really liked. Um, but this one, let's get on to this one. He has a pretty um, good um, range of features on this one. He has Freddie Gibbs, Vince oh, yeah. Staples, Max O'Cream, uh, Key, um, O'Geezy, and Buddy, which is really cool. Um, yeah. I really do enjoy that. Um, group of people so um, I was excited to listen and then like I said the first three tracks weren't really doing it for me but then Disco Shit turned out to be one of my favourite um, on the album but let's break down a few of the highlights for me like I said Maria great um, song to sort of break that monotony um, O3 Greedo's um, intro um, sorry chorus which comes right after the intro really sort of like woke me up to this album like as soon as I heard that I was like, okay, he can make something out of this beat and this flow. Mm. And then he did. And then, like, I sort of... It, the whole album clicked with me. So, um... Yeah, so... Um, basically, he says that, like, Maria is a woman and she's his senorita. Okay. Um, and... Um, I would assume Marita is a woman. Yeah. And then the plug is her people. So, it's got a lot of drug <laughs> references... Um, but yeah, I really like the first line of the first verse. I'm going to play it for you and then let me know what you guys think. That's quite hard to listen to. 
Greedo kind of pulls it together a little bit, but the beat's very, like, out of tune. I know that's purposefully done. <laughs> I'm feeling this. I like that. Yeah, that's hard. Um, and what's the song where he says, um, it's not this, oh yeah, it is, so, um, what's he say? She ain't trying to make mistakes, cause I know where this lady stay, change the case and raise the stakes, I rode up and ate the state. Oh. Baby, I'm a wolf, so moon and neighbor, let's see the cake. She shit out the project, then we clean it and weigh away. Drummer gang, don't save the base. We handing out 808s. Chopper turn a neighbor dirty dreads to a taper fade. ARs for everyone. Go up, go open with artillery. Hit a neighbor artery. Make a neighbor amputate. And then he goes like, uh, then he makes like a gun sound. Um, Make it. He's like, ka, 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 ka. <laughs> That's the way he says it. Like he doesn't do like a normal gun sound. Um, I really like that. And then the next song straight after that, Blue People... Which is with um, Key, who's on the intro, so he's not really in much. And then um, Vince Staples. And you wouldn't um, understand this song if you didn't really, if you don't really listen to rap, because it's got a lot of what I like to call rap jargon. Mm-hmm. Um, so Blue People refers to uh, a few things. It's actually uh, got multiple meanings. Blue People, as in blue faces on your money. Yep, like um, new money. $100 bills, yes, things like that, of that nature in particular. Um, and also um, Crips, the blue gang. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he says blue people, all I see is blue people, blue people, counting up them blue people. Um, and oh, then, yeah. So you wouldn't really know what that means unless you knew rap or sort of gangs because like, yeah. blue people wouldn't make anything make any sense. And then he refers to it as... Um, counting up that avatar, which is obviously like the blue-skinned people in the... Um, and then he also calls it Lilo and Stitch because Stitch is blue as well. He is. Um, I can confirm that. And then, um, my city's blue, ain't a, ain't a deep blue sea, blue chips, but I don't do blue cheese. Jay-Z's blue pl- Blueprint 03. Cool. There's only one Forbes list we see. No better blues next to my blower, don't sneeze. All I wanted was a diamond blue streak, but I could never wear a badge, oh please. Blue blood sitting in the nosebleeds, high as fuck trying to put me on TV. I do streams, I don't put me on a CD. Blue blood, I blew it back and she blew her cheese. Blue money like a Madden genie please. Like Aladdin, genie please give me wishes. Okay, just hard. Yeah, and then Vince like Staples... How, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I like how... Obviously, blue is a recurring theme, but I like how he not only keeps it as in blue, like the colour, like blue a lot of money. Yeah, like, exactly. Ch- just changes the complete yeah. like meaning of the word, but like keeps the same yeah. noise. That's that's cool. Yeah, and then Vince Staples comes in and he sounds like a little baby. Like I don't know what he did to his voice. He sounds so young. <laughs> like I Honestly, I didn't li- what, li- uh, read the feature list all the way through properly. I must have just skipped over this, and I I didn't know who it was. I honestly okay. didn't know who this was. I'm gonna play it for <clears> you. <throat> it does sound very young. I feel uncomfortable with him rapping about pussy. <laughs> I like that line too. Who does he sound like? Uh, I don't even know. I honestly thought it was O3 Greedo not rapping in the high pitch voice. <laughs> that's honestly who I thought it was. Uh, but yeah, that's a really cool song. Um, 
And then beg your pardon, which is with uh, Max O'Cream. I just want to talk about one part that Max O'Cream says. He says, um, uh, "Handy crap, handy handicap, crippin retarded." I just like that part. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, does he does he say anything? Oh, I like this line: "Bad tra- bad transmission. You don't want to get us started." Um, oh, I, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, tech Max. Dracos and Carbons, Maxo, I keep a chopper like a Harley. Water my neck like gnarly. Um, Greedo wasn't um, all that great. He, he just dropped a lot of brands. Off-White, Jimmy Choo, Timberlands, Gucci. Um, and he says he's not Trinidad James because he's lame. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then my favorite track is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like I don't know why. Just the chorus. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Like, Isn't that a movie? Yeah. And then, I don't know why, but it just, it makes me, like, I don't know. I'm going to play it, but it's just really well done from, like, I don't know why, but automatically, it's not that gr- deep of a song. It's not that great, to be honest. Like, I don't know why. It just sounds good to me. Let's hear it. <laughs> Oh, that does sound cool. Oh! That's funky. Did you say blew up the kid then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That is pretty heavy. That's, I do like that. That is hard. Like, um, I like how he says, "I never threw out no lean." Mm. I think I read somewhere else. He's like, he doesn't like beer. He likes lean. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't drink anything else except for lean. Lean um, is incredibly expensive as well. Yeah, I've never had it. Well, I've neither. But no, like- I've never honestly even looked at the price of Robitussin. So maybe that's why it's so expensive. Because it's. <laughs> What's Robitussin? Isn't that like a normal ass thing? No, so there's two... Yeah, that's what you use. Put the... Because Robitussin's cough syrup. With codeine in it. Yeah. Yeah. You have, there's two types though. I think there's like a kid's version and a... Yeah. Yeah. So you have to well, pull that shit like, in. I don't know how much it is though. I think it's like a thousand bucks a cup or something. No, not in Australia. Definitely not. Oh, in Australia it's more. No. I feel 100% like... 100% it's more in Australia. Everything's like, more expensive in I Australia. Like Robitussin... I'm going to look it up. Robo. I'll say how Tussin. I'll say lean street price. <laughs> I feel like Robitussin is like forty dollars for a thing. Like a pints of promethazine, which costs between twenty and fifty dollars with a doctor's prescription. Yeah. According to Vice can go as much as a thousand dollars on the black market. Yeah, so you can just buy it from the So I don't know how much you actually use in a cup of, like it's definitely not a pint <laughs> yeah so I feel like unless you're just drinking straight promethazine why why are you paying a thousand when you can just buy it for like 20 well you need a prescription 
Yeah, but like you can just go to a doctor and say that you have like a cough. No, I think like because I know someone that's done that. I I think it is heavily more regulated in the US. Maybe because I know someone that's here. literally done that, and he didn't or they. I'm not saying it was a he. They didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know that you were meant to mix it with Sprite, so they just drunk it straight from the thing, and they got they got wasted. Say so who it was. Like obviously, no, you literally bleep it. won't know. Okay, like it's someone from my past life. <laughs> so yeah, like he just drunk well, like a whole thing. Yeah, I was prescribed like Valium at like twenty years old or something. Like who would prescribe a twenty year old like, Valium? Yeah, he just got it. I felt uncomfortable owning it. He got it over the counter. I'm pretty sure he didn't even have to. Okay, that's a bit crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's tightened up, or because that mm. was maybe two, three years ago. Maybe even less. Maybe two years ago, I would say. So yeah. I feel like it would still be prescription only then. Maybe they weren't quite caught up to the times. Yeah, Australia is about five years behind. Yeah. Um, and then I did like the song uh, Brad Pitt, which I think should have been called Fight Club. That's already a cooler name. Yeah. And he's referencing a lot of um, Brad Pitt things. That's why it's called... Like he says, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Fight Club, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Ocean's Eleven, uh, Interview with the Vampire... Um, other things I'm sure there's other ones yeah Ocean's 13 Ocean's 12 even though that's really like cheating you're <laughs> <laughs> just saying spin-offs oh not spin-offs but um, like sequels, sequels yeah. to the same um, series but yeah I really did like this album like uh, I think Kenny Beats did a really good job production wise I think Greedo did a really good job of just sort of softly coming in over the beats like I don't think that was a bad song by um, Greedo um, and I don't think that was a bad song by uh, Kenny Beats either like they both did their part really well they have a lot of chemistry obviously um, and Kenny Beats is on my top five um, albums of the year um, and this isn't going to make it but yeah he had a great year this year and I think that um, moving forward working with um, different artists and I think he's in the right realm of artists like Rico Nasty like I don't mm-hmm. think he's up on like sort of a Kanye level or someone that high but I think he can make really he's good music. He's climbing the rungs. Yeah, I think he can make mm. really good music with that middle tier. I think so where too, like, yeah. If he's with Kanye, I think Kanye might overshadow him. Yeah. And everyone will be like, oh, this album's so good because of Kanye. Yeah. Where with someone like this and with Rico, it's like... He, it's like an even really playing good. field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, highlights of this album were uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Soul Food, A-Twin, and Disco Shit, I will say, are my highlights. Um definitely go listen to this it's really short too i think it's how short is this i think it's under 30 minutes that only guess 28 minutes i think that might be wrong actually it is 34 minutes so dude i was legit gonna say 34 and you said under 30 so I'm like, all right i'll change up my answer all right well there you God go damn so i'm giving it a 6.5 i don't really give out point five. no but there you go 6.5 for greedo and uh, kenny, kenny. so kenneth what do we have next? Uh, I reckon we've got Song of the Year. Song of the Year. Tuffy for 2000. This will be the last one. Um, this one will be the last Song of the Year we do for this year. So this is yeah. literally the song of, of the, the year. Of the year, yeah. <laughs> so we did Eminem verse Outcast. Miss Jackson. Yes. And Stan. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't the, go you like... You said the songs and I said the artists. <laughs> 
so <laughs> misjointed. So what we're going to do, we're going to end it here so that next year we can restart with the 2000s. 2001, I don't know what it is, but surely it can't beat this. This is a superstar lineup. This, Yeah, this was a hard week. My, I knew who was going to win straight away for me. So did I. I didn't even have to listen to it. I still did listen to both of them again. But they put pressure on. Yeah. All right, give them, give them a down because no, we just a- said rant words at the same time. So <laughs> what, are, what is it officially? It is Eminem Stan versus Outcasts Mrs. Jackson or yes. Miss Jackson. Miss Jackson, yes. So I reckon on three we say what our favorite is because I feel like it might be the same. I'm guessing it is. Like one's one of my favorite songs of all time. So. W- what I'm going to do, this is not the official countdown. I'm just explaining what we're going to do. I'll go three, two, one, Lord and then Nas we X. jump in with what our answer is. Right. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, Stan. Yeah. 100%. Stan is just an iconic song, isn't it? It's the perfect song. Like you that, can't... Like, point out a flaw in it. That's you the, can't. That's the best Eminem song that he's ever written. 100%. And... It's funny because Eminem tries to keep get faster, faster, faster. But his best songs are the slow ones. Yeah. Uh, they actually are, yeah. Like, My Name Is, mm. The Real Slim Shady, yeah, songs like that. But yeah, Stan is a flawless song. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. That, that's I've written that. It's like, a 10 out of 10 listening track. Listening to that song, like it has like the perfect sort of like peak. Yeah. And yeah. Like, like it, you can't get better than that song. Yeah. Put, this is a challenge to all of you guys out there. Comment a flaw in that song. I guarantee you, you can't. Dito's chorus? Oh, oh, bro. Like, not only does it sound good, like, the what it means is perfect for yeah. the song. Like, staring out my window. I know I fucked that up. But like, like that, yeah. yeah. Even and, um, if I could, it would all be great. Put your picture on my wall. Which is true. It reminds me, me that it's not, not so, so bad. bad. It's, it's not, not so, so bad. bad. Dear Slim. <laughs> but like... Dear Mr. I'm too good to call or write my fans. This will be the last package I ever send your ass. <laughs> so I'm going to read out because I'm going to forget what I said. But like everything about the song is perfect. Like the way that Stan justifies himself. Like if you were to take a crazy ass fan, which definitely has happened. Stalker fan. Yeah. Maybe not to this extent, but like it has happened before. And if you were to take those people, this is like they do justify everything that they say and they do try their hardest to show like relatability to the artist. Like say, I'm just like you. Yeah, like the thing is like Stan's sort of spiral into insanity yeah. is really well done. It really is. It starts out like normal like and the fan, progression is and like... Then it turns out that... Oh, and then he's like, oh, my brother's a bigger fan. Oh, maybe we should be together. Yeah, we should be together. Yeah. What, um, yeah, like, um, and then obviously Eminem at the end says, like, why do you say we need to meet each other? That, yeah. Or, like, why do we need to be together? That's that makes me not want to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me not want to meet each other. Yeah. And then, like, it's just, and then he drives the car over the bridge saying that he slits his wrists and that he's going to, yeah. And M's like, why do you do that? I just say it for fun. Yeah. I say it just clowning, dog. Come on. How fucked up is you? (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's a great track eminem it really mastered is. it and it's just fantastic the even the music video for it's fantastic eminem the, riding in the in the trailer and yeah stan in the stormy nights riding and, and then you see at the very last like sort of bit of thunder and lightning eminem's like and he's like realizing damn 
it was, it was you. And you see Stan show up in his window. Oh, I didn't know that. I, yeah. I haven't list, watched the music video in a long time. Like so. he's like, "Damn, it was you." And then you know how there's like the final bit of thunder. Yeah, there's a bit of lightning, and you see Stan's face looking at him, like oh. grinning, thinking he's finally writing back to me. Oh. yeah. Like go. even that is insane. It has and honestly, it has one of my favorite passages in it. Um, I don't have the lyrics, so I might get this wrong. But you know, when he's like, um, like, I hope that you can't sleep without me and when you oh, sleep yeah. you can't oh when he's like and when you sleep you can't breathe and you dream about me and when yeah. you dream you can't sleep yeah or something like that like, yeah and it's so like of that it's so like it personal like, doesn't make like, sense yeah but that's where stan is in his life at that time like he's just yeah he wants to hurt you he doesn't care how he does. Yeah, I think he's like, oh, and I hope you can't sleep. And when you sleep, you dream about me. And when you dream, you can't breathe without me. Or something yeah. like that. And it's just like such a personal attack. Like, yeah. Like, he's like, he doesn't want you to like live without him at mm. this point. Like, it's insane. That track, yeah. Miss Jackson, all due respect, one of the greatest songs by Outkast. I think one of my favorite songs I think so by too. Outkast, but, but it's just outclassed in every yeah. dimension. Well, both of them are not only a pillar of hip hop, but a pillar of music in general. Yeah. But I'd think, like, coming up against Stan, it, which is just a masterpiece. Like, yeah. I did notice uh, Big Boy on the first verse was a little bit sloppy. Yeah. But, like, like Miss Jackson, what a song. Oh, it is a wonderful song. Against but, any other year, yeah. it could win, but... Yeah, like, but unfortunately, it, it faced the absolute the titan, titan yeah. that was Stan. That One is, thing I, I noticed when I listened to Stan again is the rain in the background. Yeah, I've always noticed the rain. Is that the but first like, time you've... No, no, I've heard it, but oh, right. it comes out and then back in. It's oh, so like it's there right. in the chorus, and then it goes out on the first and second verse. Right. Because they're not super sad. They're right. sort of just like him starting to spiral. Right. And then they come back on the chorus, and they stay for the third verse, where Stan's right. like driving, and he's like oh, gone mental. Oh, there you go. And then it stays when Eminem's writing as well. Oh. Like that little touch there, like it makes the song so much better. Like it makes... The more emotional parts, even more emotional. You're not wrong. Like, yeah, that was. That, that's a great track. Easily a 10 out of 10. And yeah, that's. As we said at the start, that's got the win for me. Nice. I think so too. And next next year is going to have. The first show is going to have something to live up for because. Yeah. Miss Jackson's died for this. It's <laughs> poor, poor song. But uh, yes, we'll, we'll be back in the new year with that. But let's move on to your. Discography dive. Was it? Yes, it was my was my term. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, continuing on with JPEG Mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, now, because he has so much to unpack, I'm doing it album by album per week. Last week, I d- oh, no, two weeks ago, I did Black Ben Carson. This week, I'm doing Veteran, and then in two weeks' time, I'll do All My Heroes Are Corn Balls. So, veteran. Um, I was surprised at how low key the first beat was. Like coming from Black Ben Carson, where everything was just aggressive and fuck you. Yeah. And you can't think that you're not allowed that. I'm allowed that. Like the I'll play the first beat from it, but it was like very. I don't know how else to explain it other than low key. It's um. 1953. Stop the tapes. Stop the tapes. The weekend's released an album. Wait, actually. Yep. Yeah, it's, mate. I might have to reassess my my. Uh, Why well, you left a, my doings? 
Let me see. Let me let me let me let me double check here. Let me double check. Uh, what's it called? It is called Blinding. No wait, it's just a song. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Have you absolutely have I miffed it here? Have I trolled it? <laughs> have I trolled not only Oh no, I'm playing a song. <laughs> he's Blinding Lights is a single, yeah. Yeah, he said that his love someone said Hang on, hang on. Frank Ocean changed his picture on Spotify too. That's got to mean something. Oh, he released another single as well, In My Room. Yeah, I've heard that one. Oh, fucking Christ. I don't think that's a... an album. Alright, carry on. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Alright, so I'll play um the first beat from... um. The, from Veteran by J.P. Murphy, which is 1953, N. Calvert. That's actually nice to listen to. Mm. And even, like, later on. Like, it's very... I don't know. That was the first thing you listened to? Yeah, that's the first song. Like, if that was the first song by uh, J.P. Oh, Murphy, Murphy you'd listen to, you'd be like, oh, okay, I can, I can yeah. listen to this. But then he's just like, got cuck and I smell crack. I killed a policeman. Now I'm horny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that was a little bit surprising. I did not expect that. Um, I I don't think it was as good as his work usually is because I think if you're saying weird shit, you need a weird shit beat too. Right. Like if you're saying weird shit over a normal beat, it doesn't really match up. But if your beat is just like ODB screaming. Right. Then you can say shit like, alt-right want war, but that's fine, then bitch neighbours in the way, well, that's common. Which is exactly what he does on Real Neighbour. Not the actual title of the song. Uh, I'll play the, the beat of that one. So you know when you do that with your face, with your voice? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that. That's old dirty bastard screaming. That's a sample of ODB. And he's just screaming wet. <laughs> like, that matches up. May not be good, but it matches. <laughs> um, thug Tears as well. Like... Shit, where am I up to? If your beat is some disgusting-ass clicky shit, you can rap about rolling deep in ketamine. This is Thug Tears. I hate this beat. I hate listening to it. Whether you've got earphones in or you're in your car, each little click is going from left to right, left to right. Like, it's so... I hate it. It's so unpleasant in every way. Like, it's very artistic and no one else does it, but I hate it. Um, a good highlight of the album, though, is Baby I'm Bleeding. I also hate the beat. I love this song. This was the song that I played on the last show. Yeah. So, it's not one of his worst beats, but, like... Still up there. And he's got some hard-ass lines in that as well. Uh, chains on my body, looking like a rapper, looking like a rapper, acting like a slave when I'm gunning for my masters. Yep. Doesn't rhyme in an Australian accent, but fuck, that is hard. Um, I don't think this project is as good or as, as well put together as the last one, which I will get into uh, later on. 
But the the first reason is on, on the song, My Thoughts on NeoGAF Dying. For those of you who don't know, NeoGAF is a forum on the internet that, which was used to discuss video games. Right. And it was shut down after the owner was involved in some form of a sex scandal. I didn't, too, too, I didn't do too much research on it. But so this song, Peggy just discusses his thoughts on that particular forum shutting down. He just repeats, I don't care, over and over again. Well, that's that's funny. It's good for a, good for a laugh. Yep. But it does break up the significance of his content. Um, I honestly do think that Peggy is just trying to like disgust people with this project as well. Uh, this is going on to the next song, but so going back onto like my thoughts on Nick Gaff dying. Like his last project, Black Ben Carson, it had a lot to do with like racial prof- profiling. Oh, he had a song called PTSD. I'm pretty sure it was on that one. Uh, where he talked about his time served in, I think it was the Air Force, may have been the military, but some sort of like U.S. defensive, um, you know, corporation, right. and how it's sort of fucked him up. It was very heavy stuff, and then him just saying, "I don't care," that this internet forum shut down is like, you know, the moral of the story. Yeah, that's that's it. Like that's not as important as the other stuff. Yeah. And it does sort of, it really brings it down. But, um, yeah, so I think that Peggy is trying to discuss people in this project. Like, rock and roll is dead. It was so revolting to me. He sampled an ASMR video of someone, like, clicking with their mouth, like... Are you doing the clicking right now? Yeah. Right. And it was just that sampled. Like, I fucking hated that. I did not want to listen to that a second time. Um, Germs is the weirdest song I've ever heard as well. It starts out with a beat that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to skip to about 30 seconds here. Like, that beat is quite bad. Like, that's what he does, bad beats. Yeah. But uh, a comment on Genius said, The song features a minimal, almost non-existent melody over electronic drums that bend and fall out of sync at will, <laughs> which is pretty accurate. Uh, he does have a hard line in there. I will give him that. Uh, they not us. I'm going to make him put his guard up. Jesus, hot sauce with the cross up. But the way he says, I'm going to make him put his guard up, it could either be God up or guard. Obviously, yeah. God in like an American accent sounds quite similar. And then the next line starting out with jesus really makes it seem it's like a, a shot at religion uh then he starts talking about liberal arts degrees and singing terribly that he's not showing not throwing shade and that this is just like this is how he he ends the song uh i'm skipping to about two minutes and ten seconds that's horrible why does he just scream out of tune? I don't know. I, I can't really explain much of... Of Peggy. Of Peg. Uh, Libtard Anthem. That features Freaky, and it does not feature any Peggy vocals. Obviously, he has produced it. Um, that's a shit song, though. It just says, like, you do blank for the clout, like, over and over again. Uh, panic emoji. And then it's got, like, a... An actual panic emoji, like the whole like, 
Right. You know, thing. Um, that's a song about panic attacks, anxiety, depression, and a plethora of other mental issues. Peggy used a sample of a shower running in the beat, and he has since said that he did that because the song was inspired after he had a panic attack in the shower. Uh, it was a very weird song, and at times it had a very distorted and heavy vibe. At other times, he was singing softly over a simple strip backbeat. Then in the outro, there's just a bloody banjo playing. Like it, it does so many turns, the song. Um, it is a better song than the last couple in the, the project, but it's still not very well composed. And like it just feels like there's too many songs in this one song. Uh, he goes from talking about symptoms of mental issues that he experiences and how he's like constantly masturbating to talking about how he's getting cash and counting swag. And then he says he's taking Grey Death, which is a massively inconsistent drug, which is like highly fatal. So obviously, like if you're taking it, you are at your lowest low and you just don't care if you die or not. Uh, DJ Snitch Bitch interlude does have a dope line. He uses like a triple entendre. Uh, Mac High as Sierra, your updates as Frozen. So Mac either refers to a Macintosh, like an Apple computer, or a Mac 10, which is a gun. Frozen refers to either the Mac computer freezing or the Mac 10 killing you. And then Sierra is an Apple operating system, but also a very tall mountain. So if he's pointing the Mac at the Sierra, he's pointing at your head, and you're going to get frozen. There you go. I thought that was actually really cool that he, like, yeah... Did three of them in one line. Uh, the song itself isn't the best. It's only like a minute and a bit long, and only half of it has vocals. The other half is just his weird-ass producing, so it is kind of hard to listen to. Uh, in Whole Foods, he's kind of pointing out how dumb society is. At one point, he talks about how Pitchfork will try and look good by punishing an artist with abusive histories, just by like not reviewing them and giving them any you know, uh, exposure. But then he points out how they will review other artists, other artists who have very similar pasts, X, for example, and but they will review them because it's guaranteed clicks. Mm. Uh, he's got one line in there which is awesome. Uh, Pitchfork told me to never be abusive, less I'm moving, less I'm moving, less I'm moving units. But then in the second half of the song, he just starts referencing a fuck ton of old video games, like GoldenEye and shit. Like I don't really know why Macaulay Culkin is actually a really nice song the lyrics don't say much there's a few references like the 90s thrown in there it's a very like boom bap type drums with like a single guitar just slowly playing some notes over the top and it's pleasant to listen to which is rare coming from Peggy in this project mm -hmm. Williamsburg is fucking weird as in the first verse he's just hating on yuppies didn't know what yuppies were, but they are young, arrogant, wealthy people who place importance on material possessions. I had one line in there that I thought was pretty clever. Um, can I say... No. Definitely not. <laughs> what can I say instead? Loons. Okay, replace the L in loons with a C. And you loons die in two. Word to, word to Charles Barkley. My head dreaded up like my name's Mark. Nah, we don't do that. Simple-ass Roman neighbours. So Peggy was obviously going to say Marley. You know, head dreaded up like a Marley. But he's hot. He's... 
What did I write? He's holding himself to a higher standard than that, saying that's too much of a simple rhyme, but like he still just included it. I don't know if he just couldn't think of something or just decided to be artistic about it, but I, that's something I've never heard before, which I thought was actually pretty cool. Uh, and then the chorus is just all the ad-libs from the first verse of Butterfly Effect from Travis Scott. Right. Like, he just took the butter, the ad-libs for it. Right. Just put it and, in. And that's the whole chorus. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Um, but, like, that's that's the whole chorus. Like, he didn't rap over the top of it or anything. Um, why he chose to sample that song and why he chose to sample that part of the song... I don't know, but skipping ahead a couple of songs, uh, Rainbow Six is an incredibly contrasting song. Uh, it starts out with someone just can't with just chanting, cunty, 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 over and over again. And then this horrible fucking vocal sample comes in, and Young Midpack starts rapping over it. I'll play that. That's at about 45 seconds, I think. So this is cunty. And then this vocal sample. It's kind of hard, but I don't want to hear it, you know? That's fair enough. <laughs> um, so that is quite hard to, hard to listen to. But later on when Peggy comes in, the beat does change to, to something a little bit more pleasant. And it does bang then. This is at about minute 35. So it's no longer vocal. It goes more like a synth. Yeah. And Peggy is just snapping. Um, and then at the end, he sings in like a bit of auto-tune, and it actually does sound good. I know he's never really going to do that type of music and like auto-tune himself, but I do hope he does. He, he is good at it. Uh, then he's got a song called 1488. Don't know if you know what that would mean, but it's got two numbers referring to white supremacist ideology. 14, referring to the 14-word slogan, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Who knows this? I don't, I don't fucking know. Shit. I know. I'm like, I'm like back in grade 12 shit learning this, learning all this. And then I did know 88, that stands for Hail Hitler, H being, you know, the eighth letter. Um... But the genius annotation for the song says he's poking fun at white supremacists. I don't really know much about politics or anything like that, so there might have been a few lines in there that I missed. But it seemed to me more like it was just poking fun at white people in general. Uh, he had a line, Pay homage, you were not a guest, you were hostage. Like, hostage. Yeah. Uh, which, like, credit where credit's due, that is a pretty hard line. But... As I mentioned in my last Discog dive on this, this crazy-ass man, that's not how things should work. Like, I do understand that hip-hop was founded, but, or was not founded by white people. But there have been many white people to change it for the better. Like, where would we be if Eminem wasn't here? Like, what would it sound like now? Nowhere near as good. Like, there have been so many white people to change it for the better. Uh, defining hip-hop as black culture is just unnecessarily segregating people and like that's been a big issue with black people in the past segregation so why are they you know bringing it back now and like projecting it onto other races yeah like just like we're all human we're all the same it's just where our ancestors grew up whether it was in harsh sun or not that's the only difference between us like there isn't anything 
you know, neurological between us, if that makes sense, and any neurological differences. Um, like, I think defining hip-hop as black culture is no different to saying black people are not allowed to go to Starbucks. I can't really think of white culture. I don't know if we really have much. Yeah. But, like, Starbucks is the best I could think of. But that's just, like, it's unnecessary, you know. You can go wherever the fuck you want. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think hip-hop, or, like, music as a whole, I should say, it's a form of art, and art does not care what the artist looks like. Um, overall, I don't think this artist was as put together as Black Ben Carson was. Songs like My Thoughts on Near Gaff Dying, like I said earlier, it did really break up the importance of the other songs, and they did bring down the significance of the album as a whole. But my three songs for this one is Baby I'm Bleeding, which is a banger, Thug Tears, although it's a disgusting ass beat, it's a good song, and then Macaulay Culkin because it's actually pleasant to listen to. And be sure to stay tuned because like I said, in two weeks I'm going to be back in and dissecting All My Heroes Are Cornballs. Alright, there you go. And I believe that's us for this show done. Is it? Um, I believe so, yeah. Yes. All right, so be sure to tune in in two days' time for Friday's show. Rob's forfeit this week, but like I said earlier, he's double forfeiting this week. Yep, and then if you lose, you're just single forfeiting. Single forfeiting, yes. Yeah. All right, <laughs> so be sure to tune in, and that's us for Wednesday's show. Yeah, we both hope you've enjoyed. That's a wrap.